Thanks for joining us today here at etag.tv online. We are glad to have you a part of our online campus to see what God uh, will do through this ministry in your life. We encourage you to prepare your heart from a message from Pastor Gary as he preaches about the Holy Spirit. I am so thankful for what God is doing in this hour, and I'm thankful for your partnership with the vision of taking this gospel uh, to people everywhere. By your faithful support, your prayers, your giving, uh, Evangel Temple is able to make a difference in many lives in many places. I just want to encourage you to continue and thank you for being a blessing to our vision and what God's given to us to share this good news. Well, I want you to stay tuned, invite your friends and loved ones to be a part, and let's see what God has for us through this exciting series on the Holy Spirit.
Let your glory fill this house, O oh Lord. Let the glory of the Lord fall upon this house of worship. Glory fill this place. Sing that part. All across this sanctuary, slip your hands up. Online campus, come on, slip your hands up. Let heaven be released. Let heaven be released. Let heaven come. Let the glory of the Lord fill the house of the Lord. Let the presence of God manifest. Lift your hands, heavenward. Let heaven come to earth. Let heaven kiss earth. Let God fill the house with his presence. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Lord, fill this house. I want everyone to find the scriptures and turn to Acts chapter 2. Find the holy word of God and turn to Acts chapter 2. Thank you, worship team, choir, and thank you. And God bless you for your giving and worship this morning. Tonight's service begins at 6 o'clock. We do have prayer at 5 o'clock and prayer in the morning at, at, uh, also at 5.30 a.m. Pastor Cecil will be preaching in the service tonight on the power of Pentecost. And we want you to be present. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Have you found it? Say amen. amen. All right. Verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had finally arrived, was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Do it today, O Lord. Verse 4, and they were all, everybody say all, I'm claiming something for everyone in this house and everyone watching right now. They were all filled, verse 4 says, with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. When they were filled, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. You may be seated. Today, part three of our Holy Spirit emphasis and series 
In part one, Paul goes to the city of Philippi and he plants a church there. He meets with Lydia and a group of women by the river there outside of the city of Philippi. I just want to remind you one more week, find a city that has a river and meet with some folk to commune with God. Amen. Lydia was born again. She has a Pentecostal preacher come by, an evangelist, that is intending to plant a church in, Phil in Philippi, and he greets these women. He preaches to them about Jesus. She gets born again. She gets baptized in water. She gets baptized in the Holy Ghost, and her household gets saved, and a church gets established. Lord, do it in Jacksonville, Florida. This church that was planted, Lydia, who the Bible notates, and I think it's important because every word is important, notates she is a businesswoman. She is a seller of purple. She had connection with people of influence. Detail in the scripture is very important to take mind of. And so she used her business she used all that she acquired and all that she was blessed with. She even used her home and made her home available to these four men who were traveling and now had come to plant the church. She used her resources. Mama, Dad, God is going to bless people over the next season in incredible ways. And God's going to bless people in this church in powerful ways. Use your resources for the building of the Lord's church. Understand that God wants you to be a channel, and the more channel-like you are, the more resources he will pour through. And Lydia sees this happen, and the church in Philippi was notated by Paul, and I reread the book of Philippians again this week. This is the third week in a row. And I reread uh, the book of Philippians, and I noted how that they were commended as a giving church. In fact, Paul uses the words, and he says, above all the others. You were a giving, supporting church in the planting of churches and seeing the gospel go forth. I just want you to know at District Council this week, Evangel Temple committed thousands of dollars to the planting of churches in Cuba over the next 12 months. We committed thousands of dollars to the planting of churches in Cuba and the planting of churches in the state of Florida. Amen. I, I just believe we're lining up with how the church of Philippi was blessed in such a powerful way. Part two, last Sunday, we looked at the wind. And I want you to look at verse one and two of chapter two. The wind blew in the upper room. Not just any place. Not just any room. You can be in a room and not necessarily have the wind blow. Amen. They were in the upper room. It matters what room you are in if you want the Holy Spirit wind to blow upon your life. You could be in the bedroom at the corner of Post and Springs with Pastor Pillow this morning, not paying attention to the church service and not have any wind blow. Amen. It matters what room you're in. They were in an upper room at a particular time. God's timing is always perfect, so it matters where you are. It matters what time you're there. They were in one accord. It's very important that we get, you know, if you want a suddenly to happen, a lot of people say, Pastor, pray for me to have a suddenly. you got to get everything in alignment with the Word of God. 
There's particular place, particular timing, and particular things that must be in line with the scripture. They were in one accord. You can't walk in disunity and expect a suddenly to happen. That's in verse 1 and 2. You can't walk in disunity or rebellion and expect God's wind to blow. It will not happen. They were in one accord, in one place, in one time, and the wind of God blew. When everything comes together, there can be suddenlies. There can be the supernatural. And a sound was heard. This summer of 2015, watch this. I believe there will be a sound that will catch the world's attention. This is an important summer, 2015. And there will be some sounds that will resonate. God is not going to leave a world in the last days without a witness, without a sign, without wonders, without things happening to try to turn their attention back to the things of God. There will be sounds emanating this summer. Mark it down. There was a suddenly that took place in, or in verse 2 that I believe will take place in the summer of 2015. Look at chapter 1, verse 13, because I want to point something out in my study and research over the last several weeks. Number one, it says it filled all the house where they were sitting. Well, in chapter 1, verse 13, it says where the upper room was. It was in the upper part of a home where abode the following men. And there's about seven, eight, nine men that are listed there, beginning with verse 13, that abode for a lengthy period of time in this home. And it says, in the room there above that home, the upper room of that home where these men abode. Very important because some teach that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place on the Temple Mount. And I've read a number of commentaries but at verse 13 alludes to the fact that it was in this home where they abode, where they were literally staying over the course of a, a period of time where they were abiding. There was a room above that that could accommodate 120 people. You see in the following verses. And then it has them sitting in that upper room in chapter 2 verse 2. But something happens in chapter 2, verse 14, after they came out of the upper room and went to the temple mount, they were no longer seated, but Peter was standing up. I want to submit to you on this Pentecost Sunday that when you get touched by the Spirit, no longer can you just be seated. There comes a time when we can sit and we can enjoy and we can worship and we can even receive and we can be in one accord. But when the Spirit of God touches your life, you can no longer be seated. And every word in the Bible is important. And, and it declares concerning Peter in chapter 2, he's no longer seated, but now he's standing preaching the gospel. I reminded a group uh, of Indian believers yesterday that I, I preached to that Thomas was one of the men that were seated in that upper room. The Apostle Thomas, who was the doubting Thomas, who was Thomas Didymus, meaning the twin, that he was in that upper room, and he was at one time he doubted, but he got filled with the Spirit of God. And we see him after he comes out of sitting in the upper room. He goes to India. By A.D. 52, you have Thomas in India, and he plants at least seven churches that can be identified. 
He comes out of the upper room having been touched by the Spirit of God and he's no longer sitting. There comes a time when the Holy Ghost is going to rest on people and no longer are they going to be content with being seated in churches of America. Tens of millions of people are seated in churches across America on Pentecost Sunday. And what we need is cloven tongues like as a fire to set upon each one of them. So that we come out of the upper room and we go as as Thomas did to India and he preached the gospel in India and churches were planted as Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost when you get touched by the Holy Ghost you can't sit still hallelujah there's enough hairspray going on in this room right now in people's hairdos that if a cloven tongue, a divided flame of fire, were to touch your hairdo, it said it sat on each one of them. Have you ever seen hairspray and fire come together? I'm telling you, Mama, what you need in your reserved self is some of the flame of the Holy Ghost to settle down on that hairdo. I, I know you went to the beautician on Friday and I know you spent uh, X number of dollars getting all fixed up and all prepared for Pentecost weekend. But friends, what we need in the churches of America is not fine looking people. What we need is anointed, Holy Ghost filled people with the power of the Spirit resonating through their lives. Help me up there, brethren. Hallelujah. Come on, give me some more volume up there. Hallelujah. Cloven tongues, divided tongues, like as a fire set down upon each one of them. The Feast of Pentecost is important. It was a, an important festival. Every Jewish person understood the dynamics and the importance and they came from the nations. If you will read Acts chapter 2, they were there from the nations for the feast because they knew their Jewish roots and they knew the scriptures that every male had to go. So they made, you know, we, we have Paul, and I mentioned this last week or the week before, he changed his plans, his travel plans, at least two times in the scripture on his missionary journeys to accommodate him being in Jerusalem for Pentecost. It's important that you be here. It's important that every person that's watching right now be uh, connected with what God wants to do on Pentecost because it was a very important time frame. Many years before at the first feast, at the first feast, over 1,500 years at the first feast of Pentecost was the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. That was the first feast of Pentecost was the giving when Moses went up on the mountain and there, were fi there was fire in shrouding, there was smoke, amen, vapor of smoke. A mountain shook, and the voice of God was heard. I, I'm telling you, friends, that was the first Pentecost when the law was given. Uh, the, the, the Pentecost in Acts chapter uh, 2, 1,500 years later, we have identified the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I remind you that, friends, it is the Spirit that takes the letter of the law and causes there to be life of the Spirit. 
Amen. The, the law without the spirit kills. The letter killeth. You can beat somebody up with a letter. The church has been real good at this. Want to beat people over the head with the word. Want to beat people over the head with the letter. The letter killeth, but the spirit makes alive. I'm going to preach real good and I'm about to step on somebody's toes. If all you are is about the law, friends, you can get religious in that. That can be a religion unto itself. But if all you are is about the spirit, you can just be all emotion and no depth. Amen. I believe in emotion. I believe that when the fire touches, you're going to burn. I believe that when the wind blows, something's going to move. When the rain falls, flooding's going to take place. I believe that when the Spirit of God begins to work, the Spirit is going to anoint the Word. And the Word, anointed by the Spirit, is going to produce revival. <laughs> Hallelujah! Pentecost and Memorial Day. Very important weekend. We recognize Memorial Day. We honor Memorial Day. One of our important holidays of the year. And why God allowed Pentecost to be on this Memorial Day. Fast forward a few weeks to our July 4th. Oh, Pastor, all this is just coincidental. Just happenstance. Really? There's so much coming together this summer. And in September... July 4th is the 17th of Tammuz. July 4th to America, we're reminded that America was born. We have a birthday and we celebrate our nation. 17th of Tammuz falling on the same day. Israel and America many times follow similar tracks. Think about this. Now watch this. 17th of Tammuz reminds them their nation was destroyed in AD 70. Is there a message that we need to be reminded on our July 4th? Their 17th of Tammuz when their nation was destroyed by the Roman army and Titus in AD 70 and they still recognize that and this year just coincidentally it comes together I'm here to declare friends that America needs God more than we've ever needed God we need revival in the land we must turn to God church awaken point one is the point of Pentecost these divided tongues these cloven tongues sat upon each one of them so that passion and fire would come forth in the life of the believer to carry out the great commission if you do not have the fire of pentecost friends other fires will burn in your spirit and life it is the fire of the holy ghost which acts as a backfire to put out and burn up the chaff that the devil will use and the devil will set fires to rage that are illicit fires that are fires that are not Christ honoring I'm telling you the devil has created in a generation a lot of passionate fires but that fire can be uh, dealt with by the fire of the Holy Ghost that burns up the chaff you say pastor I'm struggling with some addictions I'm struggling with some some things in my life that I can't seemingly get over light 
the fire of the Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost burn in your life. It, it can't be, friends, just a, a happenstance, occasional time of worship and, and, and occasional God bless you and an occasional raising of hands. There's got to be the fire of the presence of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost, the wind of God that blows upon the embers to erupt a blaze. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need the fire of Pentecost. Everyone in the upper room had the fire set upon their lives. People backslide when they lose the fire. People live in sin when they lose the fire of the Holy Spirit and it has dwindled. People get outside of God's will when they've lost the fire. And yes, even in the last days, people will believe strong delusion and even a lie when the fire has gone out. Most everyone made it here today by an automobile. That automobile works because of fire producing combustion. The church has got to have the fire reignited on this weekend. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Spirit. And he chooses a Greek word that meant on a regular, continual basis. Oh, but pastor, I, I got saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost uh, when I was a young person or, or, or many years ago. But friends, are you up to date in that experience? How many of you filled your car up with gas one time and expected it to last for a lifetime? And yet so many Christians, they got one tank, one touch of the Spirit upon their life, and they've expected that to last down through the years. I want to tell you, you need to keep on. This is what he's saying in the group, Greek, Greek. Keep on being filled. Every day we need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, a fresh infusion of the Holy Spirit so that we can accomplish the point of Pentecost, and that is to be witnesses in all the world. There was the power of Pentecost. Acts 1.8 says, Ye shall receive power. That word power in the Greek is dunamis. It literally means explosive power able to reproduce or duplicate itself. Why did Jesus tell his followers that when he went back to heaven, he said, Greater things than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Because he was going to send the power back. He was sending the Holy Spirit back. We must have the Holy Spirit. We must have the infusion of the power from on high. If you've been missing the power in your Christian life, friends, get a fresh infilling of the Spirit. In Acts 4.33, it says, With great power the apostles testified and gave witness to their generation. The power of the gospel is a mandate. The power is what separates Christianity from all other religions. I'm here to declare on Pentecost Sunday that the will of God is power. The plan of God is power. The provision of God is power. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Not so we can stay seated in our upper room. So we can stand up and we can declare the good news to a generation that needs to hear that Jesus is the answer. You're anointed to work. You're anointed to serve. You're anointed to give. 
Flesh and blood won't reveal these things, but friends, the power comes as we begin to go out. As long as we're willing to be seated in the upper room, friends, their power will not identify or manifest. But as we go, I'm telling you, miracles and supernatural things will take place. Your miracle will come, and I want you to listen to this, in working, serving, giving, to build the Lord's church. Why should God give you a miracle if you won't be used in building his church? People come to me all the time, Pastor, pray I'll have a miracle take place. I need a miracle of healing. Why should God heal you if you won't build his church? If you won't go, do, and serve. Friends, it's all tied together that the supernatural happens and people get the supernatural taking place as they can, I can tell you so many people that have been healed as they continue to serve the Lord. As they continue to work for God. As they continue to use their talents, their skills. I've seen the, I've seen the breakthroughs take place time and time again over the years as people continue to take steps of faith and they continue to work and serve and help to build the Lord's church. Uh, there's a key here, friends. God doesn't need to heal you if you're not going to do anything with that healing. I, I'm going to come give an offering right there. Amen. On that word. Amen. Hallelujah. Arise to the urgency of the hour. Verse 19, and I want you to look, and I want everybody's attention. This is very important. The urgency of the hour is seen in Acts 2, 19, because God says in the last days, I'm going to show wonders in the heavens, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, there is a proliferation of signs taking place in our world, but not everyone sees them. There is blood running this weekend because of ISIS, because of other terrorist groups. There is fire that is raging in different parts of our world. Just go online and watch the news. Earthquakes this week, just north of San Francisco, Napa Valley, Las Vegas yesterday, on and on. There is unseasonably different weather this weekend. It's snowing in New England today. Spirit of God put it in my heart a few weeks ago to remind this church, watch the weather of May. Watch the weather of May. The flooding that the news weather channel is just documenting every day what's happening in Texas and Oklahoma and the tornadoes. The sun shall be turned dark and the moon into blood. Watch the blood moons. The next and final blood moon of the four tetrad will be on the Feast of Tabernacles. Very important time in September. Watch what's happening, friends. I know everyone didn't understand this, but uh, how God can even show you a sign, but God can show you signs in many different ways. And I've never been into horse racing and don't plan to get into horse racing, amen. But when that horse, the American Pharaoh won, the Spirit of God put in my heart, there's a spiritual thought here. America is accepting 
a culture of Pharaohism. And we've bought into a Pharaohism, a, a, a belief that Pharaoh had of many gods and a culture that was away from the true and the living God. And judgment came, and I, I've watched that horse as it's won two crowns, and it wants to be crowned the third crown, which will come in about a week and a half, so that it's got the triple crown. I just began to Google this week and look up, I wonder who owns that horse. And I looked it up, and uh, where did the Pharaoh originate? Egypt. An Egyptian businessman owns this horse. And I thought, Lord, is there a spiritual thought here that you're just planting that we need to be awakened to, that we need to just watch? I'm telling you, Pharaoh wants to be crowned three-time reigning king. And we need to watch for the culture of Pharaoh that's released in our world that, that, that defies God and the things of God. The spirit, there is a spirit of Pharaoh. When our courts this summer are dealing with what marriage looks like, friends, I want to draw America back to the Word of God and our foundation that we get the, the definition of what marriage looks like from the Word of God. I think Noah Webster in 1828 when he wrote the American Dictionary of English Language when he said the act, marriage is the act of uniting a man and a woman for life in holy wedlock. That it is a legal and a spiritual union. I don't think you need to change on that. Amen. I don't think you need to change. I don't care what Ireland did yesterday. Ireland's missed it in a lot of places. Hallelujah. I care what the Word of God says. Marriage ought to look like. When we've got the Smita year ending on September the 13th. When so many things are coming together. And I want everyone to listen closely. On May 13th, 2014, a little over a year ago, the French foreign minister and our foreign minister, John Kerry, stood on the same platform. And the French foreign minister said there will be chaos in 500 days. Now this, you can go online, you can see this, this statement. But he said it not one time, numbers of times. He kept using the number 500 days, which brings us to September 24th, 2015. He said there will be climate change and there will be chaos in the world. And he kept saying 500 days, and that was from a year ago, and it will end on September the 24th. Go online and Google what happens. I, you know, I just... In this kind of person. Amen. I just, people say that, I'm going to find out, okay, what's going on? Amen. Go online and find out what happens on September 24th, 2015. Sir Isaac Newton, more than 300 years ago, considered one of the greatest mathematicians to have ever lived. Brilliant scholar did all of the math and all of the studies, and he wrote in his journals. I said this in the early service, and a very astute business lady in our, that early service went and Googled it. I said, she came to me. She said, it's exactly what you said. 
He did all the math and he came up with a date that Jesus would return. This is 300 years ago now. That Jesus would return September 23rd, 2015. A man in history is prophesying forward 300 years that Jesus would come this September. Now, no man knows the day nor the hour. He may be off a few hours. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there, friends. There is so much coming together. The end of the Smita, the 70-year Jubilee starting on September 23rd, which as I was studying this week, I realized it's also not only 70, which is a very important number, but how many know that 40 is an important number? It's the 40th Jubilee also since Jesus. Oh, all this is coincidence, Pastor. It's just happenstance. Listen. You need to be aware of what's happening in our world. When Bank of America this week makes statements about the coming next few months and other leading institutions, at some point, there needs to be an awakening. You need to work to get out of debt. You need to be paying your tithes. I would not enter days of uncertainty being in debt to God. I need God's help. You know, when hurricane season comes, every good Floridian makes preparation. And we buy some extra batteries and extra toilet paper Amen. Some extra groceries. We have things. There are those that are predicting, even from a secular environment, things could look very different in September. I don't know exactly when Jesus is coming, but I know his coming is getting closer than ever. And I know that the Old Testament ark was a type of the New Testament church. And that Noah kept building on that ark and he got his family in that ark. And I would admonish you, you need to get your family in the church. You need to get your family in the church. This is not, I want you to hear me clearly, this is not an hour to backslide. I'm going to say that one more time. This is not the hour that you want to backslide. This is not the hour you want to get cold and indifferent and play games with God. This is the time to work and to serve and to give and to be on fire for God. I don't think it's strange because we've been in this process for 22 months working with the Franklin Graham team. And this date of this weekend coming up. If you understood all the dynamics, I'm telling you, God appointed this weekend. This is an important weekend. And when Nineveh was about to be destroyed, God sent Jonah at just the right moment. And he preached and a city-wide revival broke out. If you read that book of the revival that hit Nineveh, 
God stayed judgment. He didn't stop it. He just stayed it for 70 years. And then judgment came and Nineveh was destroyed. Friends, God is sending a preacher of repentance and righteousness to America and particularly Jacksonville. I don't take, I don't take this as happenstance or coincidence. And I want everyone to stand as I close. You need to build an ark. You need to get your family in. If you've got unsaved children, they don't need to see mom and daddy getting lax. They don't need to see mom and dad stepping out of the picture, getting out of the will of God. They need to see you burning with the fire of the Holy Ghost more than ever before. Amen. Children are never one to God and inspired to walk in their parents' footsteps by religious attitudes and a lack of passion. If you want your children to follow God, you got to have a passion for following God. And they've got to see that. But that is more important than anything else. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, 
If you are not born again, if you are not saved, I want you to move from where you're standing and come to this altar right now. I want all of our prayer partners to immediately move to the front, please. Come on, if you're not born again, if you're not where you ought to be with God, if you're not sure of your salvation, I invite you to come. Come. The Spirit and the Bride says come. If Jesus comes this summer, if Jesus comes this Feast of Tabernacles, you know, this could be the last Feast of Pentecost. Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you're a backslider, if you've been running from God, if you're cold, if you've been, uh, if you haven't been reading your scriptures, you haven't been praying, friends, this is a time to get on fire for God. This is a time to let the Holy Spirit anoint you, to rest upon you. Jesus is coming soon. If I had a watch that did not work, I'd get rid of that watch. If I had a preacher that didn't tell me what time it was, I'd do the same. I'm trying to tell you what time it is. We're getting closer to the coming of the Lord. We're getting closer to the coming of the Lord. Pentecost is creating urgency. Urgency. If there's a spiritual need in your heart, I invite you to come to the front right now. Come on, friends. Come on. If you're not sure of your salvation, if sin has come into your life, if you've been backsliding, if, you, if there's habits and addictions that you've been dealing with, I invite you to come. Come. Come right now. Come on. Friends, there's freedom. Come on, friends. Come on, friends. God bless these that are coming, but I, I want to tell you, Mama, Daddy, the best thing you can give your family right now is a parent that's on fire for God. Come. Come. I want every person in this room that wants a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, I want you to come. Come on. Everyone that wants a fresh, the fresh breath of heaven, I want you to pick up your belongings and come. The touch of the Holy Spirit. Come on, if you want a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, I invite you to come right now and be filled with the Spirit. Come on. From the balcony, the galleries, under the balcony, all across this auditorium, online right now, a fresh infilling. I want everybody to lift your hands all over this campus, all over this room. Come on, lift your hands. A fresh infilling. We must have the infilling of the Spirit. The touch of the Holy Ghost. We can't afford to be powerless. Come on, everyone slip your hands up. A fresh touch of the Holy Spirit.
Holy Spirit. We welcome you, wind of God, breath of heaven. name I want everyone to receive a fresh and filling of the Spirit come on lift up your hands lift up your hands right now all across this room come on receive a fresh touch of the Spirit a fresh and filling of the Spirit we've sung and we've welcomed him now it's time to receive and obey come Holy Spirit Jesus baptize everyone in this house and everyone watching a fresh and anew be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the holy wind of God, the dove of heaven, the Spirit of God. Fill you afresh, anew. Receive. Come on, friends, receive right now. Receive. There's going to be a power, an authority to witness, an anointing to carry the gospel into the city, to your family. Receive. Receive. There's going to be an anointing to lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. An anointing to do the works of Christ. Receive. Come on, everyone begin to speak in other tongues now as the Holy Spirit gives you that utterance. Come on, all across the sanctuary, online, begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Me koturio Come on, friends, receive. Be filled with the Spirit. God wants His church in power to witness, to be effective. Receive the Holy Spirit. Bible says they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. 
And I want all, all, I'm declaring all over this congregation. They all began to speak with other tongues. Come on. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit have his way in your heart. Jesus said it'd be like a river out of your innermost beings. This river's got to flow. This river's got to flow. I'm declaring be filled. In the name of Jesus. Lord, give us the power from on high. I pray that we will go out and we will witness to our family, our friends, that, Lord, we will share our faith. Lord, send the fire. Send the fire. Send the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I want everybody to lift your hands and ask God for a baptism of fire. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Send the fire. 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 Friends, I do not read where people receive the Holy Spirit without receiving the fire of Pentecost. The fire comes with the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be a new passion, a new anointing that's going to rest. I want everybody to lift your hands. I want to pray this over you. Father, a new passion for the things of God. A new passion for your presence. A new passion for your word. Our prayer time. A new unction and a new anointing that's going to rest upon this church family to preach this gospel in the city and to the places where you send us, oh God. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts. Lord, I declare over our Evangel Temple Church family a special renewal, an anointing, a new infilling of the Spirit that on this Pentecost weekend, we have welcomed you Holy Spirit you're going to emblazon this church not with natural fire or carnal fire but with Holy Ghost fire to take this gospel out and to make a difference in our world in that Jesus gets all glory hallelujah hallelujah